Exactly. Anyways. All right. Well, welcome everybody to our second episode of Lot Justice, where we solve the fish world's problems one inaction at a time. Marianne, hello. Hi, Sudzi. How are you? I am hanging in there. I am fighting the good fight. Uh, yeah. How was your week? It's It's been crazy. I'm in relaxation mode. I'm wearing pajamas. I hope that's not too intimate for you. It depends what kind. They're not sexy. I did they better a- be flannel and cotton. Oh, totally cotton. I have a hoodie on. Oh, I'm did- suddenly jealous because I actually have four change pants on uh, and uh, and sneakers. And now all of a sudden I'm, I'm sneakers. Feeling, yeah, I'm feeling like what am what am I doing with my life? You know? That's what I'm wondering. I did I did leave my bra on because this is a formal occasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, people would know by your voice if you didn't have your bra on. Exactly. Yeah. So. Direct. Speaking of uh, fish fans, uh, this is, as I mentioned, this is our second episode of the Lot Justice podcast. First episode, we kind of did a soft release, blasted it out to a limited crowd, got some decent feedback, some uh, some accolades, some constructive criticism, some straight up criticism, <laughs> um, and then you know every now and then just a load of shit dropped on us. But what do you think overall? How was the how was the feedback that you received? I think most of the feedback I heard was pretty good. Again, because we did a soft launch where it's people who know us, who knows? I'm sure we will find out soon if everyone hates it. So the first uh, question I got, the first uh, response I got was a question. Uh, Who the hell do you think you are? (laughs) I thought that was a pretty good one. I thought that that was a pretty good one. What What do you think about that? Right. right. Who the hell do we think we are? So this is my, this is my thinking on this, right? Um, Fish fans are ridiculous. We are fish fans and therefore we are ridiculous. Um, I think there's a lot of other podcasts out there, fish podcasts that are very serious. We've got the, you know, the most recent, uh, we got the big Cypress one that just came out. Yeah, I haven't started that. Me neither. I think what sets us apart is you won't learn anything on our podcast. You will learn. We can all, we can guarantee that. This is our guarantee. <laughs> this is our golden seal. Those podcasts are great and they're awesome and, and we listen to them and we love them and we're not trying to compete with them. So, okay. Uh, the, the other uh, question that we got in from one of our listeners was, why do you hate people who play Monopoly? Um, I think the answer to that is simple. Uh, we don't. We don't really give a shit what you play. <laughs> you can still go to the mat. We don't really care. Don't take it so seriously. You need to calm <laughs> down right now. And I will elaborate on that just a, a, a tiny bit. I Apparently, there are people out there who really like Monopoly. Yeah, I could see them being a hardcore fan base. I had no idea. The, the excitement over Monopoly was so widespread. Yeah, Monopoly Summer Tour 93 was <laughs> off the hook. <laughs> it was a good year. Yeah, it was a good year. Okay, somebody else commented on my swearing and uh, Mia culpa right now. Uh, I listened to the podcast and I said the phrase stupid fucking asshole <laughs> nine or 10 times without exaggerating throughout that podcast. And that's the edited version. And that's the edited version. <laughs> uh, our team of editors sat there for hours and weeded out all the other stupid fucking assholes. <laughs> Um, and I, I, you know what? I, I agree. It is boring. I mean, I think if I'm going to swear, I need to make it a little bit more interesting than that. I've also thought a little bit about maybe getting our hands on some like laugh tracks and or fart noises. I feel like laugh tracks were one of the first things you said. 
So I know how much this means to you. I promise you a laugh track at some point. Okay. I noticed you skated right past the fart noises thing, though. I am not into fart noises. <laughs> maybe season two. Maybe it's maybe season two. Okay, we'll shelf that conversation for the time being, but we might come back to it. <laughs> the last uh, piece of feedback we got was somebody asked if we're going to have any guest hosts. We're absolutely going to have some guests. We have some lined up already. We have a lot of experts. Oh, I like experts. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to know what they're experts in, but they're experts. Um, the thing I like about experts is that they usually know more about one particular thing than I do. All right, <laughs> moving right along. Topic of the day, stub downs. This is a hot topic. Apparently, I had no idea. Yeah. But stub downs, as most of you probably know, uh, mom, you will not know this, but stub downs are where you're with some friends and you're at a fish show or any show for that matter, and they have good seats or tickets and they basically give you their ticket stub so that you can come down to the good seats or the floor or the pit or wherever they may be and hang out with them. This is really cool if you're the one getting stubbed down but apparently some people do not like this. Apparently people are like this is my space. I paid for it. Fair. I don't want people who didn't buy a seat down here or didn't buy a floor ticket coming down and crowding my space because this is designated for a certain number or allotment of people. So I have some uh, mixed feelings on this as I do about everything. Marianne, initial thoughts. Tell me. Tell me everything. So first of all, I think it's interesting that st the stub down is something that seems very unique to the fish scene. I asked a couple of non-fish people this week if they knew what a stub down was and they had no clue. It's just this like systematic thing that happens at fish shows, right? I feel like Phil Collins shows are not going to see a lot of stubbing down. Well, I don't people can get down. They probably don't call it stub downs. Uh, they probably just call see. it shuffle downs because they're all over 60. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And then, um, but I've been on both sides of the stub down. I mean, more often than not, you want to sit with your friends at a fish show. It's kind of just understood that your your ticket is merely a suggestion at a fish show, and so you're going to try to get to your friends. So that's more common. But I have been on the other side as well, where you have a good spot, and someone shows up with like 17 friends trying to cram into your space and pretends like you're not there. That's what gets me is when there's four people crammed into a spot for one seat and I'm not having any damp space because your, your friend like has a butt cheek in my crotch. Right. And, and let's also <laughs> recognize the fact that they're already packing us into these venues like cattle. I mean, even if everybody stays in front of the seat in which they were assigned, those seats are what a, a foot and a half wide. Right. Realistically. Right. They're getting smaller every year or I'm getting fatter or both. But and the here's the other thing. The older I get, not only do I get fatter, but I also get less patient with people invading my personal space. Yeah. On the other hand, we've all done it, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And and right and now we're every, every show, show, honestly. <laughs> nearly every show. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, if somebody right now came into the studio, Marianne, and said, we have, uh, you know, we can give you our ticket stub for a better studio that has more space, you and I would be out of here in a cocaine heartbeat. I mean, yes, but I'm also imagining this situation that we're, pretend we're at a bar before the show or we're in the lot, right? And everyone pulls their tickets out and say, where, where are your seats tonight? And it, I'm in 215 and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I'm in 120. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> like no one does that. No. no one's like, oh, too bad. I won't see you until after the show because we're in separate sections. And if it was like that, then quite frankly, the magic of fish wouldn't be the magic of fish because the experience is not limited to the show that the band is putting on. The experience expands into uh, the, your own personal atmosphere, what's going on around you. Um, you do get separated from your friends. Are the people around you cool? Are they not cool? Are they, do they have six kids with them? You know, which is you know, whatever, fine to each their own I just that's another fucking episode that's another fucking episode so so I, I you know I, I'm with you um and I would also like to say at this point that I consider myself to be very much a collectivistic libertarian when it comes to fish shows specifically meaning the greater good is my you know very very important to me but my feeling is do your own thing. As long as you're not bothering else, anybody else, then you're fine. You can break the rules. You can go against the grain. That's fine. As long as you're not really fucking up anybody else's good time, yeah. then it's all good. So I think there's a difference between I got to step down from my friend and I'm going over there and I'm taking somebody else's seat or I'm really crowding them or I'm making it much worse. And I got to step down from my friend and three other people in that row are not here and there's space and you fill that space. You know, hippies are like gaseous elements. They will fill up the space that they are given. Right. right so if right. you have, if there's three hippies <laughs> in a row dancing at a fish show, they will take up all that space with their dancing. If you have to condense them down a little bit, you can. Um, it's rude, however, to be stubbed down and go down to an already crowded place at an already full row and weasel your way in and then make everybody else suffer because you're, there's just literally physically no room for you. Right. And not acknowledge it. Like I, anytime we make a row more crowded, we offer them, I mean, I've bought people beers, somebody offers them a little something of whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you just be nice. Like don't be a dick. Don't show up and be entitled about it. Acknowledge um, that you are a guest. Yeah. And most people, exactly. Bring a gift, bring a hostess gift. A, you wouldn't go to somebody's house for dinner and not show up without something to share or a gift or a side dish, right? So why would you invite yourself to a place that you don't belong at a fish show and not have something to offer up to the people around you? Exactly. I, I think about fish shows, it's like maritime law, hmm. like fish law has their own rules. So I feel like at other concerts, if people were aggressively stubbing people down, it might you definitely it would be the ushers issue, right? involved and stuff. Oh, sure, sure. At a like, fish you, show, yeah, yeah. I would. I, have you ever been at a fish show where somebody was in somebody else's seats and they went and told the usher, and you witnessed the usher coming over trying to move those people? Yeah, it's the. I have been there actually one time, and it was amazing because basically everybody kind of just scattered, dance scattered. And then just reconvened. Yeah, I actually witnessed it once. 
as well. I can't remember what venue it was, but we watched the entire thing unfold. And oh, I, maybe, maybe it was us. <laughs> Hang on, it's all coming back. The same time. It was. <laughs> it might have been. So somebody was in our seats. So we just, you know, you just shuffle down. You know, you kind of make room. Yeah. And then I, 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 I okay. I need to make. I need to make kind of a, a disclaimer right now. I have the worst memory in history. I have the worst memory. My, I believe that what happened in this case, either I watched this unfold or it was actually us who was involved in it. The, the usher came over and said, these people say that you're in their seats. And of course, nobody's sitting. Everybody's standing. So it's just a fucking clusterfuck of people. There's right. 12, you know, there's 12 seats in this row. There's 14 people there. Nobody's like designated anywhere. And he said, well, where are your seats? And I said, well, our seats are already are over there you know, like three or four seats down and there were someone else in our seats and this poor fucking usher just like went through, like went over to that person. Where are your seats? Well, our seats are over there. Nobody's in the right seat. Right. Exactly. He, he was fighting a losing battle, which he didn't realize at the time. And I think of the fourth person that he tapped on the shoulder, uh, cause he was just going to have to keep booting people out of their seats and out of their seats and out of their seats. And I think this is probably his first fish show and he didn't really understand how it went or whatever. It's um, like, it's like opening a Pringles container of bees. Yeah. Once you open it, there's just bees everywhere. And there's just bees like, everywhere. I can't get them back in the can. Like everything's out of control. Right. And then you send one guy out there to talk to all of them. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is not this this was this was a losing battle for uh for this gentleman. And also I was kind of irritated, like, hey fish fans, why didn't you just say like, hey guys, like where you know someone's in my seat? Because I, I get that. When you get to your seat and the row's already full and there's extra people there, yeah. there's nowhere for you to go. You can't tuck yourself onto the end anymore. You know, and in that right. case you gotta boot somebody out. Right. Here's the, it's, and, and this brings up another really good part of this argument, which is if somebody takes your seat you have the right to ask for it back. I mean, nicely. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. nicely. You don't have to be a dick about it. But yeah. You just, if, you do the thing where you point at the chairs and you're like, these are our tickets. I don't care if you dance here, but this is our space. Like, we're just going to put our stuff here. And that way, if anything does become an issue, it's your seats. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, funny story about that. I think it was Vegas 03, possibly, maybe 04. And um, I was up... I don't know, my seat was up on the balcony somewhere and I was bouncing around and bouncing around first set, second set stuff, you know, it, it, people kind of stake a little bit more claim to their area. Um, so I decide that I'm going to go up to the balcony, find my seat. So I go up there and of course there are two people, you know, there's somebody in my seat, um, a guy and his, his girlfriend or wife. Uh, not a problem. I don't really care. I kind of saddle up, you know, on the side of them. It's the two seats that are on the end of the row. So, you know, there, there's no security up there who are telling you to clear the aisles. They kind of leave you alone when you're up in the balcony. But I'm dancing in the in the row and other people are, are dancing in the aisle as well. Uh, you know, the stairs that, that go up and down. So I'm, I'm just kind of dancing there, kind of hugging this guy, like close to the guy who's on the end, who's in, mm -hmm. you know, he and his girlfriend, one of them was in my seat. And uh, I was kind of a hot young thing at the time and I think his girlfriend and or wife did not like the fact that I was dancing somewhat close to her man even though I had no interest I don't even remember what the freaking guy looked like I had no interest whatsoever but I was trying to keep the aisle relatively clear so people could get up and down and everybody's dancing there anyway so <laughs> she's giving me the hairy eyeball 
and I can kind of see her out of the corner of my eye and I'm not paying attention. I'm fucking <clears throat> out. I'm listening to, you know, fucking farmhouse or whatever they were playing back then. And finally she loses her patience and leans across her boyfriend and says to me, excuse me, these are our seats and you're crowding us. <laughs> and I was like, actually bitch yeah <laughs> these are my seats and you need to get the fuck out yeah <laughs> at which point the boyfriend slash husband goes god damn it karen these aren't <laughs> even our seats or whatever uh, her name was and she like didn't believe him and he pulled out his ticket and showed her and i pulled out my ticket and showed her and then they bounced and they, they had to beat it and I just thought to myself, I'm not, you know, uh, you guys could have stayed there. I'm, you, I absolutely could have stayed there. I wasn't right. trying to kick you out, but you can't take somebody else to seats and then bitch about how crowded it is where you are. Do you know what? This could have ended differently because that just reminded me of a stub down. I've totally forgot about this. A stub down story. It was an indoor venue. It wasn't my group. It was like two rows ahead of us, but you could see someone stubbed a bunch of friends down. The people in those seats were a couple who they were on some happy fucking handsy drugs and they were all over each other and they ended up from what we could tell by following along with our eyeballs, finding a third, a third party for their love affair that night from one of the people who got stubbed into the section who I, I don't get the impression they knew each other prior to that show. So uh, that you is know. some strong work. If it you, was I mean, really incredible to watch. Most people to find a, a third wheel, you know, for your tricycle, you got to go on Craigslist. You got to like, there's a lot of homework there's a lot you of have vetting. to do. Yeah. There's a lot of vetting. For you to find that at a fish show in the 12 people surrounding you, yeah. you know, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> Honestly, a, a, a stub down story to aspire to, it's uh you know, you don't hear a lot of real sexy fish show stories. Agreed. Uh, well, if you guys are out there and you know who you are, uh, why don't you give us a call? Um, we would love to hear your side of this debacle. Uh, the number is 866-555-7264. Give us a <laughs> ring right now. We want to hear hear your side of things. We, we don't want this to be a one-sided podcast. So give us a call or, uh, yeah, give us a call. That's it. It's <laughs> your only option. <laughs> I do have a, I have a question for you, Sudsy, about sharing space. Um, this is a particular bugbear of mine about stub downs. Mm -hmm. So what are your feelings on the cup holders? I love cup holders. But if someone puts their, if, if you've allowed someone to be stubbed into your section and they put a water bottle or something in your cup holder, um, do you feel the blinding rage that I feel? <laughs> I don't. Um, okay. but that's only because usually that plastic bottle of mine can go like two feet lower on the floor. But I, but you're, you're, you bring up a really good point, which is again, you are in my house, you are in my row, you don't belong here. Uh, or you brought your friends here and now we're all a little bit more crammed. You don't get the rights to a cup holder. I, I'm with you. You don't. I'm not sure it would fill me with rage or even bother me. But uh, from a matter of principle, yeah. I don't think that I would ever see myself meandering into somebody else's dance space and confiscating their cup holders with my own drink. Yeah, I'm less bothered by people putting jackets on a chair because I'm not very likely to sit down. 
but I do put my beer down or my water. I'm, I'm like a two beverage lady. So I usually have stadium sized Bud Light or Bud Light Lime if I'm feeling fancy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Say that to my intestines <laughs> on December 31st. <laughs> um, um, and so I usually have a beer and a water. Hang on, I don't, hang on, hold the phone. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm afraid if I don't share this thought, then it will never be shared. Okay. Is there not a way to make alcoholic powder that we can then put into a water bottle and have an alcoholic beverage? Like, why can't we take whiskey and dry it down to its bones they and get have, that powder? They do really? have alcohol powder. That can't, I, or they did. I don't know if they outlawed it because, like, people were snorting it, which was <laughs> not good. The worst. They do, they did have alcohol powder, and I'm sure they do have it some places. I don't know if it's still legal here. But mm, I know because you can't have a powder without somebody trying to stick it somewhere it doesn't belong. Yeah. Uh, but that would really solve all our woes, would it not? I still want my water to be water and not alcohol. No, absolutely. Of course you do. Cup holder is an integral part of this whole equation. Although let's consider also that some places still don't have cup holders. If you're going to an older venue, it might not have them at all. True. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just needed to, I'm like, oh my God, mine. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. (laughs) Somebody has to hear this. Um, No, that was kind of the end of it. I just get really angry when someone is in my seat, uses my cup holder. Okay. I got a good uh, story from one of our listeners, Marianne. So dude from Seattle writes, uh, I was seeing the Grateful Dead in Raleigh in 1990. And I was peeing inside before the show. Presumably he was in the bathroom. I noticed there was a ticket stub in the urinal and it was a front row ticket. Did I reach in and grab that gross thing? Damn straight I did. Turned out it was way side stage. So I went to the back of the floor and danced, but that's my ticket stub story. Uh, Front row ticket is a front row ticket, even if it is soaked in urine. My argument would be that this is more of a ground score story than it is a stub down story. Yeah. But I have to say, I would probably, a little bit different. We don't have urinals, do we? We have toilets. So we would have to literally reach in the toilet and grab that ticket. Uh, if I knew I'm it was a front sure, row ticket, I would do it. Would you? I would. Would you, what, what would be your methodology? I think I would like wrap my hands in toilet paper and try to like, I don't like, I don't, I do not want to touch that. See, I would do the the thing where I just put out my two little pinchers and I would grab it by the corner. The crabby grab? Yeah, the, exactly. <laughs> I'm doing it right now, by the way. <laughs> I just, can see you. I can yeah. see you. <laughs> <laughs> and I would reach in because it's paper, so it's floating. Mm. And I would just grab the corner. I would shake it a lot like that's going to help. I might rinse it off. I probably would rinse it off because it's already wet. It's. Are there any factors that could change your outlook here? Like what if there was some nasty ass diarrhea in that toilet? Less likely to, to touch it then. Okay. What if there was um, like a hat in the toilet? Yeah, that's no problem. Okay. Uh, what if there was both? If the hat's covering the diarrhea... <laughs> Okay, so we have a layer. We have diarrhea, hat, ticket. Yeah, then they probably did it on an island. They probably did it on an island.
probably didn't interact. <laughs> what if it is hat diarrhea ticket? <laughs> no, then that's a no. Okay. That's a All no right. for me. <laughs> okay. All right. So this isn't, you know, so I, I think we've got, uh, there's a spectrum here in terms of what we would or would not do for a front row ticket. The only time, no. Okay. I can only think of two times that I had what I would call a bad stub down experience on my own that I'm the one being stubbed down. Mm -hmm. And one of them was at Hartford. I was, Danny was there and he had a pit ticket for the next night. And so he made copies of it because this is when you were like still printing out Ticketmaster tickets, which is mm -hmm. the greatest thing ever to remember. God, that was <laughs> You could great. be like, I have 70 copies of my ticket. Anyway, so he gave me a copy of this and he was like, just quickly flash it and you can get into the pit. I am a terrible liar and... I was, I have like the biggest guilt complex ever. So Danny went first, he gets into the pit, no problem. I give the guy my ticket and he goes, wait, this is for tomorrow night. And I was like, no. And he goes, this is for tomorrow night. Where's your ticket for tonight? And I just ran away. <laughs> <laughs> wait, like into the pavilion or away from the pavilion? Away from the pavilion. <laughs> <laughs> away from the pit rather like, like which is the dumbest move like there were so in, many other options run into the people jackass <laughs> but I ran I scampered away um I still had great seats and it was a great show so you know no harm no foul but that was hilarious um one thing I did learn from this well I didn't learn this from this but I learned it was more widespread than I thought so I have a friend or two who carry around with them different colored wristbands from previous shows mm -hmm. so that when they get to the show and they find out what color the wristband is to get on the floor, if they have that color, they can just slide it on and usually it's good enough to get down to the floor. I'm kind of wondering why we haven't done this other than the fact that I, I don't really love crowds, so I tend to hang back anyway. Right. Um, but I'm glad. I feel like we are on a uh, journey of discovery right here, Marianne. Um, I hope I'm not pissing people off. I feel like I, I've heard of enough people okay. who do the wristband Let's thing. Let's fucking dial it back for a minute here. Yeah. Anybody who is pissed off about people stubbing other people down is only because they have nobody to stub them down. Honestly, everybody does it. Everybody has done it. There are people who are down in the pavilion or the pit who can't be there. There are people like me who prefer to be back on the lawn anyway, who don't feel like wheeling and dealing. So we just take the ticket that we get and we go wherever. Right. Like it's not, calm yourselves. Everybody take a deep breath. And I don't even think anybody's listening. So who gives a shit? <laughs> um, I'll tell you what though. So that impresses me. In, let's see, where were we? I want to say it was Meriwether. Um, and I want to say it was, I have no idea, all the years kind of blend together, but and two of us had pavilions, one of us did not. So she's super, super prepared. And you know that you have to have one of these people in your crew. Everybody needs, uh, every crew needs a person who is like uber prepared, Girl Scout, Boy Scout prepared. They have like all the things that you could possibly need. Morgan is that person. So in her 
purse, her little micro purse, she somehow had an even more tiny micro first aid kit. And in that first aid kit, there were uh, some band-aids. And in my purse, I happen to have like, I don't know, nail clippers or something like that. So two of us have wristbands, uh, one of us does not. We cut off the excess wristband. <laughs> what? And we, I believe, went around to other people and requested their excess wristband. And then we took all of these little wristband pieces and we taped them together on the inside using band-aids and created a whole new wristband for the third in our party. This because is you so through, resourceful. <laughs> we are nothing if not resourceful, Marianne. We MacGyvered that shit together like you wouldn't know. And we walked through and we flashed our wristbands and we got in just as whatever was playing it it was it was pretty cool and you have that smug sense of self-satisfaction that comes with fucking the man so <laughs> more power to us and more power to anybody who comes up with more elaborate themes than that i've also read about people going online uh, like on ebay and getting vests that either say like security or if they're going to like verizon wireless center getting like lanyards or you know like polo shirts that say verizon on them so yeah. that they can saunter right in uh which i guess is fine as long as you don't abuse that power and do creepy things like fucking pat women down and i don't think like i that. could do that i mean based on the fact that i couldn't sneak into the pit no you would be a horrible candidate for that as would i, I, I just, i'm not interested in working that hard to pull something crazy off like that especially because given a situation where you needed to act uh, a riot broke out or a fight broke out or somebody was you know went had a seizure or od'd i would not want to be wearing that verizon wireless center vest i would not want no. to be wearing that security or staff or crowd control vest because no. you would be responsible for doing something whether you are pretending to be that person or not and i'm not interested in having that type of responsibility Right. I think now is as good a time as any to pause for a word from our sponsors, maybe pay some bills, keep the lights on. What do you think, Marianne? Uh, sure. All right. We will be right back after these messages. I have to pee. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for our team of editors. I know. Um, while you were in the bathroom, I almost shared some stub down jokes. Oh, please do. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Go ahead. Lay it on me. Okay. What do you call it if you get stubbed down during gin? What? A tub down. <laughs> what do you get? What do you, what do you call it if you change sections when Fish is playing a song that Trey hasn't practiced in a long time? A flub down? A flub down. <laughs> What do you call it if someone hands you their ticket stub inside a hoagie? A sub down? <laughs> exactly. It is a sub down. What do you call if you move to a section that's not yours and you give the guy next to you a hand job? <laughs> a rub down? A tug down? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no wonder the network funded five more shows <laughs> i know <laughs> it's content like this <laughs> gonna bring everyone around i wonder if a tug down 
would create as much controversy on social media as stub downs do. Good question. <laughs> Good question. I do have a stub down related question for you though. Lay it on me. Is there a maximum number of people you can stub down? And I think there's different answers for if you have seats or it's GA. With one for for one ticket, right? For one person, like you are the person stubbing. Yeah. What is the ratio? Down. I would say no more than three, and that's pretty generous, I think. So um, one person can stub three others down. Uh, you've got five people in your crew. Two of you have good, you know, your floor tickets. Three of you don't. Yeah, I I think three for two. Right, One you need for three, two for five? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, you kind of, unless again, you're going to do the ticket, you know, copy thing. And, you know, this is, a, of course, all assuming they're not scanning or like, I, I don't know. But I, I think that for me, I want to enjoy the show. Right. I don't want to spend the whole show stubbing people down. Like I will stub you down once. You can maybe go back and go someone, get grab someone else, um, potentially a third person. But like, I don't, that's again i'm kind of a commitment phobe and that's a lot of committing it's difficult also if you have a small bladder and so i keep my i usually keep my ticket stub like in my bra mm -hmm. during a show because it's just easier to know that it's there it's sometimes in a back pocket if i'm wearing something with trustworthy back pockets but mm -hmm. but in general like i'll just put it in one of my go-to spots so if you're doing the stub down thing and people have to leave to go to the bathroom, you need to constantly make sure you have a ticket that gets you back into that section. And if you're me and you have a small bladder, you have to bother people repeatedly for it. So that's really fucking annoying. But I mean, if you're the one who's doing the stubbing down, then you theoretically should get your ticket back once those people are down there. And then it's their problem that they have to go to the bathroom. I'm not saying like if right. I stubbed you down and you had to pee, I'd be like, nope, you only get one. But I would be the one, I would be the holder of that ticket. I wouldn't want to have to keep asking for that back. You know what comes back into play here? Your mm. powdered alcohol idea. Wouldn't have it to does. pee as much if I weren't buying stadium-sized Bud Light. Right. And that's what I think about because the last time I went to a game at Fenway, and this was just a Sox game, this wasn't even a, a fish show, but I took in um, eight eight nips of, what was it, rum or, or whiskey? I don't know what it was, but I, I smuggled those in in my bra um, specifically because I don't like drinking beers at shows because I, same thing, I have to pee all the time. <sighs> Um, okay, so uh, we did have somebody else who sent us a message talking about stub downs, and they said, um, I went solo to a U2 show at Madison Square Garden. Oh, this is a good one. And I was in line to get a beer, and some super drunk girl comes over and starts hugging me. Oh, Melissa, I haven't seen you in forever. Oh, my God. And I'm like, um, I'm not Melissa, but you... Uh, you have some enthusiasm that I can get behind. And she handed me a stub for third row. So yeah, you can call me Melissa if you need to. I am in third row at you two. Again, I, is that a stub down or is that a miracle though? I think that counts as a stub down. It's not a purposeful stub down, but. <laughs> it was an accidental stub down. <laughs> right. I bet we could come up with a clever name for that. Uh, yeah, we'll work on that. We yeah. will, uh, to be determined. We'll edit it in later. <laughs> <laughs> just a voiceover that's like what would you call that a rob down <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh god okay so here's down 
Uh, yeah, a hug down. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll work on a Marianne. We'll get back to our listeners. I don't want to disappoint them with a the shitty pun. So we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about how you handle things when shit gets crowded because shit does get crowded. Even if people aren't stubbing down, people might be moving down, right? So even if you are up in the, on the balcony, but you are close to that, the edge of that balcony. Uh, even if you're somewhere around there, people from, you know, the top nosebleed seats tend to come down. So you're always getting crowded. How do you deal with that? At what point do you choose to say something? At what point um, do you have to become the asshole? And or are there other ways to deal with such a situation? Marianne, what do you think? Uh, my go-to move is closing my eyes and dancing like I don't care that there's anyone around me. I don't flail, but I will take my space. And like, if I'm bumping into you and you're in my space, are you really going to get mad at the girl who's dancing with her eyes closed? Probably not. Yeah. Um, and a big smile on her face. Right. I mean, that's you might get mad, but I don't see you I, getting mad. I'm too so happy to notice you up in my biz. Right. Are you really going to be like, hey, stop dancing I'm not I here definitely, to. I definitely do know people, though, who are conf- not confrontational enough, but who are serious enough about their dance space that if you are impeding on their space, they will flat out fucking tell you, "Can you please move over?" I think. Which, I think we know the same people. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think I, I can name a couple of people from our share. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it, and you know what the funny thing is. Whenever I witness that happening, I always just like kind of step back and I look at it, I'm like, oh, shit's about to go down. <laughs> you aggravated so-and-so. She does not play with that shit. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. See also Fans Talking During Shows, which is another show uh, of ours entirely. That's a completely different podcast, people talking at shows. And we will have quite a bit to say about that, uh, no doubt. Yeah, what do you uh, what do you think about maybe a topic for our next episode? Um, I think we actually prepared better this time. <laughs> so <laughs> I think next time we're talking about animals at shows, right? Oh, yes. And you know my opinion on this, which is that you should bring all of your pets to all of the shows that you go to without exception. I actually have a, I have a, a tortoise. Bring- she's 31 years old and um, she's, she's small. She's pocket size. Could you could you say she's box size? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to sh- shove my turtle up my twat. No, no, isn't she, isn't she a, a box, box turtle? <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> she can come to the show, but she's not coming to my vagina. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry, but I yeah, tried, you know, girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of of animals at shows, as you know. So uh, we will have an animal experts, uh, an animal expert on the show. Oh man, my Gatorade is kicking in. Okay. Um, Yeah, we will have some great guest hosts coming up. We will pass um, some additional judgment on people. Uh, We will discuss the pressing uh, issues uh, that are dealt with by the fish community on a day-to-day basis. We will not be competing with any of the other fish podcasts out there. We will not be increasing the production value of this podcast. And (laughs) that's about it. What do you think, Marianne? 
Sadzi, I'm really proud of us for doing a second episode. <laughs> I am too. I honestly didn't think that we would have the follow through, but we did. No, I feel like every subsequent episode is going to be a delightful surprise and victory. So. Well, I think now that the network, you know, has us hooked on for another five episodes that we really have to deliver. So uh, we will be working tirelessly between now and the next podcast mm -hmm. to give you the content that you need, the content that you want. Uh, the content that makes your life better. So uh, between now and then, be wise and be well, and we'll catch you on the flip side.